Super Talk Mississippi media production. William Carey University Athletics. Every sport you find inside Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. Come on. This is Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. We're covering everything William Carey University Athletics. From the field to the court and the diamond. On Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Well, another Monday and another episode of Crusader Talk here live on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and online at supertalkhattiesburg.com. I'm Caleb Hamill, joined by Josh West and Will Tony in our Super Talk Hattiesburg Network studio. Glad to have you with us here for today's episode. A lot to recap as we have been busy bees uh, throughout this last week in the world of athletics because there have been uh, competitions left and right, some involving the Crusaders. Uh, some not, but still on the campus of William Carey. Uh, but a whole lot to recap. Josh is, yeah, I, I say we were busy, but you were probably the busiest guy of all. You had you had three days of nonstop athletics action. Some William Carey, and then you got to call a championship for Tri County. Has your voice recovered? Well, you know, people ask me about that all the time, and I tell them as long as I'm getting enough sleep, the voice is okay. If I'm exhausted, then the voice starts going. So it's not even one of those things. Right. If I'm so you're yeah. nodding along, you know. So it, I can go, go, go. So if I'm calling four or five games in a day, and then I get eight hours of sleep, four or five the next day, eight hours of sleep. It's when you start getting five hours, then four hours, yeah. and then six hours, and you're starting to get worn down. Then the voice starts to go. And you got to drink plenty of orange juice too. You can hear my voice <laughs> yeah. is about gone, which is not a good thing. But uh, you, you got to be careful with how you take care of yourself, too. Sure, sure. And, 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 you know, some people suffer with sinuses more than others. I've been very fortunate in that regard that that's not something that will take out my voice. So it's only been a couple of times. But I remember going out to El Paso, Texas years ago, covering a basketball tournament for Conference USA and had the opportunity to do 12 games out of the 14 in that tournament. Voice voice was not an issue. So I was doing four games, four games, three games, two, you know. So it Sounds w- like wasn't an issue. Sounds like what Ben and I had with the SSAC baseball tournament. Yeah. Well, you were included in that too. Right, right. And so, again, if you're, if, you're, if you're sleeping good, if you're resting good, so note to any broadcasters out there listening, um, just get your rest. Make sure you get your rest. You can let a couple of those notes go. You won't use all of those notes anyway, probably. Get your rest. Yeah. That's almost like advice for a college student setting before a final. It Look, really is. If you stay up till 4 a.m. trying to cram more information, you're probably doing yourself more harm than good. Because you're not going to have a brain at 8 a.m. <laughs> okay, true story. Last final in my college career. Um, summer, second summer semester, I, I realized I was going to stay another fall, realized I had a job that could get out. And get out early. So I decided to graduate that summer, substituted a bunch of classes. The last class, I, I basically got out a calculator in my head and went, wait a minute. I've got to ace this to get an A. What do I have to do to get a B? And I could make like a 28. Boop, 2.30 in the morning, shut that book and flunk Go that test. Yep, I know I bombed it. Doesn't matter. I wasn't going to get an A. Yeah. I'd waited too long. <laughs> and, and I mean, I was going to know enough to get the B. I had put in all the work, and so at that point yeah. you fall on the sword and take the B. <laughs> yeah, right. If I get a C, if I, if I make a zero and get a C, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. I and mean, nowadays we're, we're too, graduating. They, they'll have all this fancy math stuff where they say, well, you know, your 
final can replace your lowest test score if it's higher than that. And then you can jump through all these mathematical hoops to say, okay, well, maybe I could do this to make this. And then there's this other option. And Crusader athletes, if you're listening, this is not how, <laughs> you, take the how you study. But, Coach Owens, <laughs> if, you, if you already have like a near A average and you just can't quite make it through the final and you're still going to get a B, I think he would forgive you. <laughs> he would. Yeah. Yeah, if you if you if you put in the work and you're at almost an A and Absolutely. you're exhausted, Coach Owens would. He would. Yeah. You, speaking take speaking of a team with an A right now, it's William Carey women's soccer. Good gracious! No they doubt. have been on fire lately, and it was a bit of a tough match for them against Xavier. We uh, got to see Xavier and Tennessee Wesleyan perform on Thursday. Uh, that was a tight match, and probably Josh, I would argue, one of the most competitive games that have been played on that field from a women's soccer perspective this year. Ashley Cordero, head coach at Xavier. Can't say enough about her. She was an absolute pleasure to meet uh, the head coach at Xavier. First-year program, she comes in, as she said, her words, extremely pregnant when she took over. Uh, Her and her husband, extremely pregnant. Um, And so, you know, new mom, starting a program, started recruiting in January to that program, set out the lofty goal to win a championship. They do. Not only do they win the regular season championship, they pull the upset on Thursday, and it was not an upset. Okay? It was, yes, it was on paper. Should have won that match 3-1. They win it a 3-2 in thrilling fashion and you fully expected them I think to come out and have and had had a ball in Hattiesburg and celebrated and enjoyed and relaxed on Friday absolutely not absolutely not they came in played their game a why not attitude they completely frustrated William Carey for better than 50 minutes scoreless in that match and Carey just was not on and it was kind of that scenario Clayton and I have laid out all year of this has to happen and this has to happen for Carey to lose and that might be a game that wakes up Carey and certainly in the nick of time it's going to have to because if they play like that against Kaiser on Monday morning they're out Uh, and they know that but hats off to Xavier we'll talk more about it but it was it was a tremendous match. You know, one or two of the best-looking goals I think I've ever seen this season came in that match, especially the game winner for Xavier. was one from, oh what, 40 God. yards out? <laughs> Belmonte, we, we talked to her in the post game, and she says, um, I've tried it all year, just haven't made it. <laughs> so she makes it at the, at the perfect moment. There was an opportunity for a similar-type goal that Kelm saved on Saturday. And so Marlon did a great job to save that goal and to keep the match where it was. It was also a moment very early on where Xavier gets a counter. Xavier could have taken the lead very early in that match, 1-0 on Kerry, very early. And it completely changes the complexion uh, of that match. So Kerry was able to wake up. They came out a different team in the second half, got a couple of quick goals in a three-minute stretch, and um, were able to move on. I know I'm playing almost like I'm the interviewer here, but I, I just heard from you as you left from dinner. You actually ran into a couple of the Lady Crusaders <laughs> uh, at dinner, and you had a little conversation about how frustrating it is to have a slow start. Uh, they responded, yeah, it really is frustrating, didn't they? Well, they did. So, so I look over, and I'm like, 
you know, my wife's there, my son's there, my nephew's there. And I'm like, I think that's Julia Earps, but she's not in her jersey, right? First time I've seen her out in public. And so I'm like, I'm not confident enough yet, right? Because I just haven't had enough one-on-one interaction. Well, then I see Zalma Torres. And then I see Mary Angela Jimenez. And a lot of the players from the team are out in a group going out to dinner. And so that's when I, I passed by Zalma's going to get a refill. And I was like, Zalma, I said, you know, great win, you know, and this. And she said, um, I said, how'd you feel about Saturday? She said, yeah, it was uh, frustrating. It was uh, frustrating, just a little frustrating. I said, a little? You got a yellow. <laughs> she got a yellow. <laughs> Mary Angela got a yellow. No, it was very frustrating. If they don't score quickly, they get frustrated. And I don't think that's any secret. I mean, you're, you're scoring 6.6 goals a game. Uh, you're playing a team that's a first-year program that you're expected to go out. Everybody expected Kerry to go out and dominate that match. And that's why I give so much credit to Xavier. That is a match that is already being scheduled non-conference next year. That was confirmed by Coach Owens and Coach Cordero. Why wouldn't you? It's their closest trip all year. So you're going to have two of the favorites. You're going to have one of the favorites, uh, the defending regular season champions in the Red River and the Southern States meeting up in Hattiesburg next year with the backdrop of what happened Saturday in their rearview mirror. Another year to recruit for Red River, another year to recruit for William Carey, and Carey's book is still open as to what it all looks like. But, um, yeah, it's it's really going to be good. And that's a budding rivalry in our backyard that's only going to make us better. And it makes me think about how William Carey squared off against Kaiser here early in the season. And that was a match that was absolutely fantastic. It came down to William Carey getting – two penalty kick goals in the final seven minutes or so in order to win down in Gulf Shores. And what parody to have these two facing each other yet again, this time in Foley, but with their postseason future on the line. We'll talk more about that one. And uh, Coach Owens had postgame remarks that we'll get to as well as we continue on in just a little bit. But to put a little wrap-up on the week of athletics, uh, a couple other Things happened out there on Danny Owens Field, uh, including the men's soccer team season coming to an end in which they lost to Milligan University 2-0. And that was just such a tough match, and we'll we'll break down some of that as well. Uh, Men's and women's basketball, however, both getting wins, and it's surprising that it's already SSAC conference action, and they get their first win in uh, the Southern States by winning over Thomas University on both sides, and the men having a thrilling finish in theirs, winning 79-77, to mm-hmm. thanks to Caden Laws making a pair of free throws with 4.3 seconds left. Carey was able to defend and hold on to win in that one. Blew an 11-point lead in the process, you know, before having to battle back and win. But, you know, a win is a win. But it's fun to see William Carey winning those close games, and we'll talk a little bit more about that as we'll continue on as well. Crusader Talk on this Monday evening. Glad to have you with us as we'll continue the conversation as we'll look forward to what the women's soccer team has left to go in their chase for a national championship. Coach Owens remarks postgame after the win over Xavier to send themselves to Foley in the round of 16 next on Crusader Talk.
From the coaches to the student athletes and the fans that cheer them on. You're listening to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Back with more Crusader Talk here on this Monday evening. Caleb Hamill, Josh West, and Will Tony with you. Mentioned uh, prior to the break, we have a clip to play for you as Coach Owens caught up with Josh and Clayton after getting the victory over Xavier 2-0, vaulting themselves into the round of 16, which all happens down in Foley. They're going to be there from here on out, all the way to the national championship. That's the goal, at least, as they'll face Kaiser University, a team that defeated the number 16-seeded College of Idaho and we'll face the Crusaders yet again for a second time this season. But first, let's hear what uh, Coach Owens had to say post-game against Xavier. Coach Owens, you knew that this was probably a Xavier team that was better than people were giving them credit for. We certainly saw uh, their flair for the dramatic and uh, ability to make big plays on Thursday. This was a great test to start this tournament for the Crusaders. Yeah, no, um, Xavier were really good. Uh, they gave us a lot of fits in the first half. Um, we struggled to, to get on the ball and just get close to them. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we watched them on Thursday. They're probably better than what we saw on Thursday today. So um, very good team. We're actually going to play them next year. So looking forward to that. But, uh, you know, we just we tell the girls it's tough to win games this time of the year, you know, and everybody's good. You can't look at records or teams or, you know, moving forward. It's just, you know, you got to play your best and um and I thought second half we were a lot better. Yeah, I think when you talk about the national tournament as a whole, I mean, every team makes it for a reason, right? And every team has a reason why they're here. Um, so, you know, you get the job done here today. And I don't know if you were uh, kind of following that on the sideline. I don't know if I'm the first one to, to let you know about this, but Kaiser gets the win, College of Idaho. So Kaiser now through to the next round. And so on that side of the bracket, it's a Kaiser team that you saw early on in the season. Talk, talk to a little bit about what were your initial thoughts when you saw Kaiser kind of looking at Orange Beach potentially being one of those matchups now knowing that you've got to face them just kind of give us your initial thoughts yeah I mean I always talk about Kerry Kaiser games or you know it's like LSU Alabama football you know it's always a battle and it doesn't matter any team's record or seasons or anything it's going to be a, a tough test so actually the coach and I had a brief word about it if we both got through it'd be a, a tough first round for both of us so uh, let's start with the goals today. Maria Azarias, we hope to get to talk to her. And then also then Christina Salman, you get a couple of goals within a three-minute stretch. And they were electrifying goals because of the difficulty level. In particular, Azarias' goal, as good as you'll see, and to have players that when the ball's at their foot, they're a danger from anywhere. Not every coach has that, but credit to you and your staff for building the pieces and developing them because you've got players everywhere that can strike it at a moment's notice. Yeah, and, you know, special players step up in special games and you could kind of tell the start of the second half there was just a little bit of an edge with Maju so you you know and so it wasn't surprising that she picked up the goal some goal she's hit a few of those over the last couple years so I'm glad she was on our team and we're not having to face her kind of looking forward in closing Josh unless you have any other uh, thoughts or comments again we just mentioned Kaiser but you know, this team, this has just been such a special season. And, and, you know, we've talked about all these different players all across the pitch, but now bringing it all together, December 4th, I know is on your calendar, it's on ours as well. What is it going to take to get to that particular day? You know, it's really just going to take one game at a time. You know, anything can happen. You can't look, you know, you couldn't even 
we obviously had to win today, but you couldn't even look into the Kaiser Idaho game because you don't know. You can't look into quarterfinals because you don't know. Um, so for us, it's just really, you know, we've got to just get healthy and recover and, and make sure, you know, physically we're at our best on Monday. And then that's it because uh, there, there's no December 4th. It's really about Monday. We talked about that today. There's no Orange Beach unless we win today. So um, it's it's we, our big thing is going 1-0. And if uh, there's ever a time to go one and know it's this time of the year. So. Well, can Coach, congratulations to you and your team, and uh, we'll see you later on in the tournament. Okay, and thanks for all what you guys did throughout the year. It's been really good, so it's we thank fun. you. All right, that was Coach Danny Owens after the second-round win against Xavier University. And, again, as you heard them mention, they'll play Kaiser in the national site and the round of 16 is Kaiser was not one of the ranked 16 seeds, but was able to defeat College of Idaho, who was the 16 seed. And you could hear it in Coach Owen's voice that Kaiser is a team that Carrie's familiar with, yet you know, probably not the most thrilled to have to play again. No, not not thrilled to have to play them. And then certainly, let go back. I'm going to pull up. I'm pulling up the schedule now uh, to be able to look at where they were ranked early in the season. That was a matchup early in the year. I want to say Kaiser was somewhere in that top five discussion early in the season. They plummeted down the rankings as the year went on. So for Kaiser to be ranked as high as they were and then to slip to where they are, um, you know, it's a tough matchup. Tough matchup in the round of 16. Um, Men had a tough matchup to get a top 20 team that was obviously underrated at home in a matchup. So, But but a coach framed it well. Uh, Coach Owens did. He said, look, throw out the records. Everybody's good. You have to play your best to advance this time of year. Um, And and so it's really more about William Carey. And for whatever reason, uh, William Carey was not the William Carey we saw all year long. You're going to have one of those. It was good to have one of those um, in the opening round, that second round. But their opening round at home – because instead of being down a couple of goals at the break, it was scoreless. Uh, if they go out with that start against Kaiser, um, Clayton and I were talking off the air, you could find yourself again in a two, three goal deficit, having to play catch up again. And the odds of digging out of that type of hole would be astronomical. So Kaiser is next on the schedule for William Carey. That match will uh, proceed at 10 a.m. Central Time in Foley. And you can keep tabs on that by going to GoWCUCrusaders.com. And the links will be available for you there to either watch or keep up with the live stats. Uh, on the other side of the bracket, you know, waiting for the winner of William Carey and Kaiser, it's uh, the 8-9 and nine seed. Uh, things went chalk in the first and second round on that side as John Brown, the 8 seed, won in their bracket. And then Aquinas out of Michigan won as well. I Quick note on Aquinas, they are still undefeated on the season. The only thing against them is the fact they have four draws. So 16 wins and four draws is a nine seed waiting for you, possibly uh, either them or John Brown. Uh, not easy foes you know, waiting there in the eight and nine spot. So uh, if Kerry is able to win on Monday morning, they will play again on Thursday and then get a day's rest before playing in the semifinal match on Saturday at 1 p.m., and then the national championship would conclude the tournament on Monday, December 4th, as you heard Clayton alluding to earlier. Let's kind of look, though, in previewing that match against Kaiser before we run out of time this segment. Uh, Last year, between William Carey and Kaiser, 
it, it was a match where Kaiser had the one nothing lead after the first half, and it was a slow start for William Carey, just like what we heard from the Crusaders against Xavier, uh, except in this case, Kaiser was able to score in half number one. And it really was just a case where uh, Carey found a way at the end. You know, Kaiser trailed at one point. It took the 47th or 48th minute before William Carey got their first goal to equalize. And then all the way into the 77th before Alicia Davis would score. Kaiser would score within the minute to tie it back up at two all. Uh, would go up on a shot scored by Vicky Adam. And then after that, you had those two penalty kicks from Maria Azarias. And huge credit to Christina Salmon for helping set those up. She was arguably, though she wasn't the one that scored the two final goals, she was a key piece in getting those penalty kicks awarded to William Carey. And so that was one of the early games where we saw William Carey had to fight tooth and nail to get in a position to win and I wouldn't doubt it, Josh, if we see another tooth and nail contest between these two again on Monday. Yeah, so right out of the gate in Foley, uh, it was top five matchup. Number five, Kaiser. They've slipped to 17th in the poll. Um, six losses now on the year. But my goodness, I mean, coming off a top 15 win in their last match, uh, this is going to be a really good one. And um, But I think, I think Xavier did carry a favor uh, to come out and play them the way they did to have to fight for everything in that match and to realize that nothing is going to be given to them. In fact, they're going to get the best game out of anybody because the team across from you is typically a conference champion or a regular season or a tournament champion, has similar types of goals and aspirations, whether or not they have the actual you know, talent, so to speak, um, that doesn't mean that the mindset's not the same. So they're running into similar type mindsets moving forward. And so it's going to be, it's going to be a challenge. Uh, and one, you really hope um, that that carry can pull through because when I think about this carry team, there's not just one Salmon, there's a Salmon and an Azarias and a Valau and a Zalma Taurus. There's so many different pieces. There's so much depth on this team, and I think that's a separating factor. So big matchup in the first game of the round of 16 down in Foley for William Carey. It'll happen a little less than a week away from right this second as we record on a Monday night. It'll be next Monday morning at 10 a.m., November the 27th, and we hope to be talking about a Crusader win on the podcast later that night. hope to have Coach Owen's remarks regardless, win or lose. Uh, no draw. I would say win, lose, or draw, but it's not the regular season anymore. We'll talk more uh, recapping the men's soccer season as it comes to a close and then also break down uh, basketball action that we got to see earlier this week as we'll continue the talk on Crusader Talk. You're listening to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Third segment of Crusader Talk as we continue the conversation. Put a little bow on the soccer season conversation here as we begin in this third segment as 
recapped and previewed a lot for women's soccer as their season continues out there in Foley, Alabama, beginning next Monday. But one season has finally come to a close, and Josh, it was a very fun-filled season for Coach Barry Farrell's men's soccer program, and unfortunately for them, comes to an end in the first game of the postseason against Milligan. Yeah, and you know it kind of comes to an end the way it started. It, it came to an end with Kerry unable to finish in front of the net, right? And unable to score. Uh, defense was solid. Opportunities were there. But it was a struggle early, and it was a struggle late. So it kind of bookended the season the way it started against a very, very underrated Milligan University squad. Another first-year coach, Patty Sweeney, played over 500 games at the senior level um, as a professional soccer player. Incredibly talented. Another another uh, coach from Ireland uh, was a tremendous um, coach to talk to. They were able to get him to Milligan. Milligan is in that Tri-Cities area, uh, extreme northeast Tennessee. When you're kind of past Knoxville, hooking around the mountain to come back towards Asheville and Waynesville and everything on the other side of um you know, kind of the Cherokee side of the mountain uh, from Gatlinburg. Um, that's where Milligan is. So it's a beautiful part of the uh, country, small Christian school. Milligan was underrated. Make no mistake about that. We did not call it an upset on the coverage because we were doing a neutral broadcast. Clayton and I were doing a neutral broadcast, and so we were calling it right down the middle. Uh, Milligan came in and absolutely – um, when, you, when you looked at their body of work and you saw that they hadn't lost since September, it was 16-17 in a row for Milligan. Um, they were ranked 19th. And then they got seeded essentially like a 25th or a 26th seed. So they were seated, They were ranked too low at 19. They were seated way too low at 25-26. So essentially translated, William Carey got a brutal draw to open it up which you're going to have to play the best teams anyway, so why not? This is a Milligan team that is going to give a very red-hot Mobile team all they want. Um, they had a 6'6", 6'5", striker. They had the number one player in all of soccer in the country, Moreno, um, in terms of assists, 30 assists. He ended with another. He got up to 31, but his career numbers put him at the top of the charts. So the leader in active assists and points right now in the country um, and he's broken all kinds of school records, and he can put the ball on a dime. He can put it on anybody's head from anywhere, whether it's crossing it in outside of the box for a header, whether it's bringing it out of a corner kick for a header. They have a lot of veteran players on that team. Uh, they won the regular season and won the tournament of the Appalachian Athletic Conference. So that was their seventh top championship. But, again, a first-year coach. Very underrated, disrespected. I kind of poised that question to Coach Sweeney. Kind of feel like you're playing a little bit for respect with their captain. We talked to their captain as well. And, yeah, they are. So they got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. They come in to carry, and no fluke um, by the way they performed. Very disappointing for Kerry. Very frustrating. We talk about the ladies being frustrated. Um, the, the men were beyond frustrated um, and just devastated uh, to lose that match. But you got to tip your cap to Milligan because they deserved it. So the men's soccer team finishes their season 16 wins, five losses, and one draw. And of those losses, a majority of them coming there at the end of the season, including the opening round loss that Josh just mentioned. The conference tournament championship game loss to Mobile, 
Uh, Mobile giving the Crusaders two of those losses of 1-0, one in the regular season one in the end of the conference tournament. Dalton State was another loss, and then you have to go all the way back to the early season against West Alabama NCAA team, which was the first loss of those five on the season for William Carey. I've got one question before we move on. Yeah. Okay. So, Josh, you mentioned this in, in what you just said. Carey had a brutal draw going into that game. Ah, brutal. Okay. So, what I want to know is, does the team as a whole get mad about the draw, or do they step up instead of saying, you know, Oh, no, no, there was no there was no frustration about the draw. They just knew how quality that opponent was going to be. They came out hot, they came out focused, and they missed opportunities. Something I didn't touch on in the just giving Milligan their their props and the respect that they deserve um, is the fact that Kerry had opportunities early. Um, they were able to to get some really good opportunities, a couple of just um, couple of crossers into the box. Rangel had a couple of nice runs, just didn't maybe a half step late, maybe shot just a few feet wide, right. had an opportunity to get a lead early and couldn't. And then it goes scoreless and scoreless and scoreless. And then I believe it was in the 71st, 76th minute, they break through for one. And so now Kerry's chasing the game. Right. And then they give up another. That was just the backbreaker at that point. That just don't strike me as the kind of team that, takes their circumstances and uses that as a crutch that, oh. that, that, that they're always going to step up oh there was no question just again the things that plagued them um all year long just some inconsistencies offensively um plagued them and, and i don't know if they ever truly found exactly the rotation exactly the way they wanted to with the injury to boag I was about to say, with the, the injury to group, hurt. well you had the injury to boag you had the injury to Greenwood. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the injury to Jamie Wynn. Mm-hmm. Right when he really started hitting, heating yes. up, Ethan Carney never could take it from the training ground and get it out to the pitch this year. Right. Just never clicked for him this year. Then you had the injury to Sorez. Uh, and then you had the suspensions, uh, missing a game at an inopportune time to lose the regular season playing shorthanded to Mobile when you had Villarreal out and you had one more out in that match. Uh, you had Rian Dawes, who got yes. the two questionable cautions, led to a red card, which then led to the one-game suspension. William Carey could have gotten the number one seed, won the regular season championship, had a little bit of a different draw in the tournament. And again, what's crazy about this team, their last win of the year, back on November 8th, a couple of weeks ago, they beat the number two team in the country. Right. So this was a Carey team that needed to be perfect, right? Not good enough to be off a little bit and still win, but it was there. I mean, that's yeah. where this program is. They're in that top it, 10 it, it, conversation. Right yeah. But I think the bigger thing to look at is that they did get – this was more of a third, fourth round matchup. This was a top 15 team mm-hmm. that should have been seated as a top 15 team, but instead they were ranked 19th and seated in the mid-20s. Right. That's a tough draw. Yeah. And then you wonder after sitting out a week, having not played on Thursday, mm-hmm. does that hurt you a little bit? Are you a little cooler? Yeah, I don't know. Think, I don't know. I don't think know. That plays into it as well as the fact that you just finished an entire match where you didn't score a goal against Mobile for the second time this season and you get in your head a little bit about mm-hmm. offensively, who are you? 
You have to look all the way back to that game that you mentioned against Dalton State. The last time Kerry scored was in the 55th minute with Jamie Wynn. Only other guy to score that match was Jack Greenwood. Two guys that we mentioned came out of injury at some point this season and just could not get it going in those last two matches of the year. So that puts a bow on the men's soccer team for this season. They'll look to regroup next year. Oh, they will. And they they have the pieces to do so. And they have the recruits coming in as well to help build them right back up to where they finished off this year uh, and build upon that success. Uh, Yeah, let me say this in final thought. Coach Farrell knows what was missing. Um, He kind of called – the skid late um that last loss where we picked up a couple of yellows he knew it was kind of teetering that this team was just kind of winning but it was just a tight rope at that point um and so he knows um where the holes he needs to plug yeah what he needs to bring in and he also knows if there's if there's some changes they need to make around that roster a lot of times you'll have players that make those changes and make it easier on the coach but 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 just make no mistake coach Farrell knows what needs to be done and they'll make those changes so let's uh, have a little basketball conversation shall we I love yes. I love basketball <laughs> and, and will does too yes <laughs> will actually knows something about basketball as opposed to soccer Hey, I'm learning. I'm yeah. learning. I'm on a, I'm on a curve. <laughs> let's uh, let's go chronologically. So the most recent game uh, of the week was just the conference matchup against Thomas University for both the women and men. So we'll start with the women because they played first. An 87 to 55 victory for Coach English's squad, and it was a game where Lauren Rowley was just absolutely dominant for the Crusaders in that game as she finished the day with. 25 points, and if memory serves right, I think 22 of them happened in the first half. She took a a hard foul in the second half, made three free throws because it was a three-point attempt she had, and then checked out for the remainder just to you know stay off her feet. At that point, the Crusaders had a healthy double-digit lead. But in her absence, out comes the haymaker herself, uh, Chanel Corpus. Absolutely dominant. A mismatch down low all afternoon long. Finishes with 29 points, a career high at William Carey. There you go. 11 rebounds, so she has a double-double on the afternoon. And only collected two personal fouls in that entire game. It was just a matter of Coach English talked to me afterward to where they never sized her up down low, and she made them pay. She would get fouled and make the bucket for an and one. She would just – post up on players down low and beg them to foul her or attempt to force her out, but she was going to make her way into the lane and get an easy shot off. And so it ends up paying off dividends. And I talked to her post game, Josh, and she's as humble as can be just, you know, just saying, well, I just do what I can with the ball and shoot it over them and make it, you know, just <laughs> something really casual like yeah, that. I mean, that's for me. It's easy. Yeah. And, Coach English, you know, talked to me off mic later and just goes, I don't think she realizes how good she is. No clue. She has no clue how talented she is at this level of NAIA basketball. And, I mean, humility goes a long way. But her skills go a long way, too. No, 12 of 16 from the floor, 5 of 8 from the free throw line. You'd love to see that maybe, you know, one shot better, 6 of 8. But, I mean, if she goes 6 of 8 from the free throw line, she's got 30. Um She's the glue right now until they can get post-help back from injury. And then I'd love to see Rose Warren. She was 2 of 10 
in that game, 0 for, 0 for 4 from beyond the arch. She had played 32 minutes, did add five assists and four rebounds. But um, Rose Warren has a chance to be really good. If they get some injuries back, players healthy, Rose gets going, they're going to be really, really, really good. 6-0. and Crusaders undefeated to start off the season. As far back as our records can take us, the best start in women's basketball history at William Carey. It is, yes. Tracy's best team started uh, a loss in the second game. So 6-0 and best. There you go. Well, we'll turn things around and talk about the men's team and their match against uh, Thomas. I'm saying match like we're talking in soccer. But more basketball talk as Crusader Talk continues next. to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Final segment with you here on Crusader Talk. We've been covering a lot of stuff, whether it's women's and men's soccer, now finally flipping the page to basketball. Talking about women's basketball's win against Thomas to get their first conference win of the year. They remain undefeated to start off 2023-24. Except for the exhibition loss against Southern Miss. We'll give the Golden Eagles credit. They're a great team they face, but doesn't count against Kerry's record. Uh, but now looking at the men's team, uh, I mentioned chronologically the women played first. Forgot all about the men's team's match up against Southeastern Baptist Chargers. Uh, folks out of Laurel, that game was a lot tighter than people expected. Yeah, the Crusaders won 75-67. And a very uncharacteristic day in the turnover category for William Carey. Uh, they came into that game averaging only 14 turnovers per contest and finish off the evening with 23 turnovers. And I believe 14 of them happened in half number one. Uh, it's a very uncharacteristic day out there, and a lot of those turnovers were self-inflicted. They weren't forced either. So it just makes you go back to the you know, practice sessions and go, okay, let's let's correct these mistakes. Let's not travel. Let's not have carried ball problems. You know, things of that nature. You, you can't fool kids anymore in 2023, not not as if you could in the last five to ten years either. But these kids get on their phone. They pull up the schedule. They pull up the rankings on the yeah. – they go to the Crusaders athletic website, and they see recent scores against Southeastern Baptist, and you can drill it until you're blue in the face about, look, they've picked up a couple of kids locally. They've they, they've got a little bit better squad. They're better than they've been. This might be the best team they've had. And and there's still focus can, can – there can be a lapse of focus. And then you, you turn around the next night or you know the next game, and you see how much better they play. Mm-hmm. In, in a close situation, press, pressure-packed situation against Thomas and get it done. Not accusing the basketball team of being flippant about things, but sometimes when you look at a team that you have such a winning percentage over, it's it's easy to sort of look over them thinking, okay, we got this, no problem. And Coach Knight even alluded to that with the Louisiana Christian game earlier this season that his players kind of overlooked them, just assumed that they would not be as competitive. Right. And it cost them the game there down in Pineville. These days, it doesn't matter who you play; you, you can't do that. No, these kids hit sh- these kids hit shots. Yeah. Southeastern made shots; they made big shots when they had to yeah. to stay in the game. And so, um, and that can happen. We see it happen in the tournament every oh, yeah. March. Absolutely. Well, one thing is for sure: they're not going to overlook their next opponent. No, Mobile is next on the schedule for William Carey. Got a big break until then. That is, you're heading down to Mobile. Yes. That is always a heated game. 
Oh yeah, always. And that's game. that's a hot team right now. Yeah, win over NCAA South Alabama as well Ooh. as Spring Hill, uh, D two school. It, they are They're a good. team that's got it together. They're good. They are very good. Spring Hill played them close, and Mobile does have a loss on the year against Southeastern. But that said, that'll be a tall task for William Carey on the men's side of things. Uh, between that match of the future and the Southeastern Baptist game, we had a conference game against Thomas. Recapped a little bit of that earlier, uh, but it was one where William Carey led by as many as 15, and Thomas actually came back with a couple minutes left and led by two. And the score would flip-flop between a tie and a Thomas lead and a Carey lead uh, to where finally William Carey got fouled in a tie game of 77 all with 4.3 left thanks to a Caden Law's offensive rebound. Uh, he got fouled, shot two free throws good to give the Crusaders a 79-77 lead. And then William Carey was able to close out defensively without or without Thomas ever getting a shot off. Um, led in scoring in that game by Dylan Brumfield. No surprise there. 25 points for him. Uh, and Carrion Gross, the big transfer out of Mississippi College, uh, had his best performance by far of this season, scoring 18 points, which I think his high before them was maybe eight. Uh, really was able to get it done. Had a couple three-pointers as well, which helped get him hot and get him going. Uh, the difference in teams that carry plays in which they struggle, a lot of times it's when they have smaller guard teams that are playing, when they play five out or you know, four guards and maybe just one forward. Uh, when the game gets sped up with them, carry has to make the subs to get some of their big guys out of there because that's kind of their, their weaker side of things. And Coach even alluded to their – zone offense was not what it needed to be and with the quickness of the guards that played for both southeastern baptist and thomas they'll look to improve upon that as the season progresses uh but gentlemen as we wrap up today uh want to give a chance to award the crusader of the week before the music hits for once uh and i'm going to kind of give it in a most improved award and i'll give that to Encarian gross for that big performance that he had against Thomas University. And he's a guy that's been looking to try to get hot, and he finally did. And with the final few seconds we have left, it's Thanksgiving this week, guys. Let's, uh, you know, let's do a roundtable real quick of what's something that y'all are thankful for as we wrap up. Will? Uh, not to get too personal, but some, some employment things have improved in my life, and it's a lot more comfortable now. And so I'm, I'm very, very thankful to that for that. Josh? Not to be sappy, but I do enjoy getting to do this again. I had done so many years at the collegiate level, had done 10 years of broadcasting to be out of it for a handful of years. And when you walk away from that, you don't know if you're ever going to be back in it. And you have to be okay with being away from it forever. To be back, to be back at Cary, to be back so soon and to be with such great people. I'm having a blast. It gets in your blood. And I think I'll have to keep that sappy tune going. I'm thankful for my, my wife and uh, my son and for my wife keeping him for so much while I'm gone doing some of these games and this podcast. Uh, thankful for family this Indeed. Year. Indeed. So that's going to wrap it up for us here on this Thanksgiving edition, or Thanksgiving week edition of Crusader Talk. Catch us on demand wherever you get podcasts. For Will Tony and Josh West, I'm Caleb Hamill. Until next time, good night, God bless, and go Saders. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.